So you guys asked some really good questions. I'm so excited to answer them and that you guys asked them in the comment section. I always read the comments, whether it's giving me advice on how to become a better shooter, or if it's a question, I always try to answer them. Or if it's an idea for an episode, I do listen. And just so you guys know, someone commented a really good idea and it's in the works. So I'm working on it. It should be coming out soon. But I love hearing from you guys because it's what makes this a community. We're all kind of doing it together. So let's just get into the q and I'm in the hot seat. Let's go. So we're going to start it off hot. In the dating, are single fathers a red flag? So I will say I have never dated a single father, but that's not to say I wouldn't. Um... I don't think that that's a red flag. I think things happen like sometimes whether it's an unfortunate circumstance or whatever kind of situation you are in, as long as you are a good father and you have good character and you're raising your kids right and you're being a good dad, that why would that be a red flag? I think that's actually a really green, a very green flag to see a man be a good father to their children and raise them up with tradition and values. And also you can see the love that they are giving to their kids. I think that is so admirable. So that is a green flag for me. If you're a good father, I think that's very impressive. And I think it kind of shows your heart too, because I think when anyone has children and especially men, you see that more vulnerable side that you don't usually see in people. So I think it can be quite telling and it can also be a green flag. Favorite gun shot so far. So (laughs) I know you guys saw that Smith and Wesson 500 revolver that broke my thumbnail. So that one was actually pretty fun because I I think the reason why it was so fun for me is because I didn't think that I was going to be able to do it. I was like scared that it was going to come back up and hit me in the face and break my nose or something, but it only broke a nail. So it's fine. I think that that one was probably one of my favorites because it was unexpected of me and then I did it and I was able to and it just felt very rewarding, especially going on this journey of learning how to shoot guns and starting in May, I started doing it. And seeing me come all this way and being able to do something like that, I think I was just very proud of myself. Although it's because of everyone at the gun range has been so helpful towards me. And just like when I'm out shooting, they helped me correct my stance. Or if I'm doing something that needs improving, they will give me tips. So you guys have all been so freaking helpful. And in the comments section too, I think it's really helped my journey. But I think it may be that one, or of course, like an AR-15. I do love big guns. It's so fun. The recoil is not as bad, and I feel like I have more control over the target, and it just is a fun time. I grew up playing Call of Duty, so it kind of just feels like I am gamifying it, which, again, is probably, I don't know if that's a good thing, but also it's just like, it's fun, right? Like if you know proper gun safety and you feel comfortable doing it and it's going to make you feel more comfortable shooting a gun, so be it. As long as you guys are being safe. 
uh dream carry gun i will say i feel like i kind of i got lucky i feel like i do have my dream carry gun right now it is a sig sour p365 and i absolutely love it it's perfect to carry i know glocks are really popular too and they just have different triggers i think glocks have an easier glide with the trigger and six hours are a little harder to like hit that wall um so I will say it's a little different shooting, but I love carrying it because I feel like I don't print as much. Like Glocks are kind of bulky, but I feel like my SIG fits perfect, especially for women. Like we don't, we're not always wearing baggy clothing. So it's kind of hard to conceal to carry. Uh, so I love that for me. I feel like it works really well for me. I have heard, I think it's a Stacado CS is really great. It's a really pretty gun. It's expensive, but I've heard it's also really great for concealed carrying. But yeah, I do think that I have my dream concealed carry gun for the moment. What are some things you are looking forward to for the upcoming holiday season? Um... Let's see. I have a lot of traveling coming up. So I guess November and December are like the big holiday months, right? And then we got New Year's Eve. So I'm just going to tell you what my plans look like. I'm going to DC in November with my sister because we just want to go on a girl's trip and we both have never been to DC. So we're going to do it together and just go be little tourists for the day, for the weekend. And I'm just so excited because I feel like it's going to be a good opportunity to make memories with my sister and we're both doing something new for the first time and I'm just excited to squeeze her and have a good weekend with her and yeah I don't like it's so nice when you're able to just spend time with your family I live in Nashville I don't have family here of course I have like my friends which are such a big part in my community but it's so nice when I'm able to see family I'm not going home for Thanksgiving because I have a lot of travels um, coming up before then. So I'm going to Idaho in November. And I guess you guys can guess what that's for. You guys already know. Uh, so that's coming up. I'm really excited for that. That's just something it's not like a seasonal thing, but or like something that's celebrating the holiday. Um, but while I'm in Nashville for Thanksgiving, I am having a Friendsgiving with all my friends that are staying back for the holiday. We're going to go to a Titans game that weekend and probably just do some festivity things like decorating for Christmas and go to a little Christmas festival. So I'm really excited because that to me just warms my heart. It's like making these memories with my friends and getting in the holiday spirit. So that's my November. Um, December, I am going to go home and celebrate Christmas with my family and hopefully go home for a week just so I can spend more time with them. And I feel like that's like the best gift of all is getting to go home and not be in a rush, but just like spend quality time with them. So I'm also really excited for that. Uh, the most ex the thing that I'm most excited for is honestly, this is probably going to sound a little strange because like I always am with my family and I was just home uh, a like two weeks ago with my family for a wedding. So that's why I'm not going home for Thanksgiving. Um, but I'm excited to be home in Nashville. Like when I say home, I was like home in Michigan. Um, but I'm excited to be at my current home in Nashville this Thanksgiving because I want to kind of just make my own traditions. Although I don't, I'm all by myself. I still have friends and I still have community, but I'm excited to kind of just start something like a little tradition and do the Thanksgiving 5k because I feel like that's so fun. I am the five, I'm the girl running the 5k on Thanksgiving. You bet your bottom dollar I'm doing that. It's so fun. I just feel like it's so it's in the holiday spirit and you either hate me 
or you're with me out there running it and you th- or you just you think I'm crazy because I know a lot of y'all think that the 5k runners on Thanksgiving are crazy but I love doing it it just like gives me something excited to wake up on Thanksgiving for and then just like cooking with my friends and listening to music and just being together I think that's going to be a fun tradition I'm going to be able to start because I'm 26 and gosh I just need to start my my own traditions what is one thing guaranteed to make you smile um if you don't know this already guys I'm such a goofy girl I love goofy jokes I love to just be wild and like I have a good sense of humor I like to think so I have a dark sense of humor and I love jokes and I love making light of things because life can be so heavy and it's okay to be like deep sometimes but I love to just like be a light and laugh so I think one thing that just like makes me smile uh is like a little joke like I think especially like if it's like a hard like if you're in a tough conversation or something like being able to like laugh a little and I feel like I'm always like smiling because I just feel like if I'm smiling other people are more prone to smiling and it just kind of spreads right uh so I would just say like if I'm like laughing or I'm with my friends like I'm if I'm with my friends we're always like laughing and having a good time with each other and just like making the most out of life so it's just like those little moments um that make me really happy it's like spending genuine time with my friends and making memories so how did I end up collaborating with Grantham so Megan who used to be on this channel actually reached out to him we were trying to find people like that we wanted to collaborate with we sent him an email and two days later we got an email back and he's like yeah come out to Idaho and that was just like the craziest thing because also we had no we've never met him in person we did like video calls but we've never actually like met him in person so we were just flying across the country to go see Grand Thumb and go hang out with a stranger and my parents were like what you can't just meet someone on the internet and fly across the country to go hang out with them that doesn't make any sense I don't think they really understand the whole YouTube thing but I'm like I promise it's safe so it's not as crazy as it seems like this is this is work what do you think is a suitable course of action for the future considering that the vast majority of conservative politicians have over the years proven themselves to be if not more, morally bankrupt as liberals. If you go right, where does it stop? I think this is a very great question. It's very thorough, it's very detailed. And I think what you're kind of referring to, if you go right, where does it stop? Like the far right, big conservative, right? Um, I think that's really tough because I think that they're, like we, we're called extremists one way or the other. If you are far left, you are an extremist. You're a leftist extremist. And then if you're far right, you are radical. Um, and like some people would say that that's like Candace Owens or, you know, fill in the blank. I think there is a middle ground. I think that there is, like you don't have to spread hate. I think there's a way to have a conversation about, of like if you have different opinions I think you can come at it conversationally I think there's a difference between talking at people and talking to people and that is the key here right like you want to be able to sit down and have a conversation even if you guys don't have the same beliefs that's completely fine like have a conversation understand people and I think that's really what the movement's lacking right understanding because everyone behaves a certain way for a reason there is psychology behind it like that's something that I'm really passionate about too right is understanding 
understanding behaviors because I think that plays a huge role in politics and culture. Like I want to be able to understand people. Yes, we disagree, but why do we disagree? And can I understand it from their perspective? And maybe that will help us come to more of an agreement. So I think that the answer would be is we have to have more empathy. We have to have more understanding and we have to talk to each other, not at each other. Because right now it's like two, two parties talking on very far sides yelling at each other from across the room. It's like no one wants to come in the middle and shake hands and have a conversation and just like not necessarily call a truce, but like be able to have a conversation and kind of be able to see eye to eye. Even if you don't understand them, we don't need to get upset. There's no reason for the anger. Like I think sometimes there is, there's a time and a place for that. But I think for most conversations, like we really just need to have more conversations and I think that's just the sum of it which is what I'm trying to do here is even if you don't believe quite uh, like quite exactly what I'm saying and what I believe in let's have a conversation about it I am always down to hear another perspective and if I feel like it can make sense I might just change my mind on something because there are some things that I'm wrong about I'm not perfect I'm human as you guys see I've changed a lot I used to be a liberal I never shot guns until like May this year so like people change and I think that like I'm more than willing to hear someone out and have an open conversation and just see where that goes Uh, so I think that's the way that we have to approach it have you ever been in a fight what do you think who asked that does does it look like I could get in a fight with whom am I fighting oh my gosh I I also so the answer is obviously no I've never been in a fight with anyone um but yeah I don't know I feel like I just never actually get angry if you have seen me angry before it's probably because it I'm passionate. Like people may confuse that. If I'm talking about a particular subject, I may be really passionate about it. And that could be politics. It could be culture. It could be like my faith is that I get passionate and it kind of makes me a little loud, but I don't think I ever really get angry. I think I am mostly a pretty calm person, except when it comes to parking. I'm not a calm person when it comes to parking, but most things I am pretty calm with in life. And I think even when something upsets me, I try not to show it with anger because that doesn't really get us anywhere. Um, Yeah, so I'm just not really that angry of a person. And I don't think nor would I ever want to show that physically and get in a fight with someone. So absolutely not. I saw you say in a previous post that you held fairly liberal views in college. Could you talk about a little bit about your personal journey and how you view things now what made you change and why so I'm going to be talking about this a lot more because it kind of is the backbone of girls gone right hence you know that's I I I always forget that I need to keep sharing this story because it's how it started but girls gone right I went right uh, I changed my views I walked away from the liberal left the liberal ideologies and was able to find sense elsewhere my frontal lobe finally developed so it changed a lot for me um but I think it was really just the pandemic when I was sold the lie in college that my body my choice I was a feminist in college and I truly believed my body my choice like free the nipple movement oh my gosh it was horrifying to look back at that but that's what I believed in because that's what I was surrounded by especially in I went to UNC Charlotte, I studied psychology for a little bit and then switched to marketing, but those were the classrooms that I were in. I felt like I was being indoctrinated and led to believe a certain thing. 
Uh, but then the pandemic happened and I was told it was not, it was no longer your body, your choice. It was, you're going to get vaccinated and we help thy neighbor. Like you're protecting the neighbors. Like, do you actually care about people? Let's keep everyone safe, get vaccinated. But then they were also at the same simultaneously still pushing my body, my choice, like because Roe v. Wade happened, um, and got overturned. So it was interesting to see the contrast of very similar things happening and then different, they were trying to put different labels on it so this is what the left does right they sell you something and there are two very similar things and they repackage it in different ways to hit their market it's lies you're being lied to the government is gaslighting you they are repackaging things to sell it to whomever like whatever lie they can wrap it in to get people to buy it that's what they're gonna do and i saw past that especially during the pandemic and what they were doing i'm like wait i believed in medical freedom i thought that that's what my body, my choice was because that's what I was told. And I, I, I'm fully pro-life now, but in college I was pro-choice. So when this all happened, I was very confused because I thought I had medical freedom. I thought that's what we were pushing for. And then it got taken away. Now we no longer have medical freedom because they're forcing this, but also my body, my choice, and that's medical freedom, except the government also wants to take away medical freedom and you all have to get vaccinated. Does, it, does that make sense? No, it doesn't make sense. You can't clarify that. It doesn't make sense. And they're pushing the same thing, but they're telling you to stop looking at it and just do it. So it was a lie. And I just couldn't support that. I'm like, this is crazy because I do believe it intrinsically. Like the reason why I bought that pro-life or pro-choice movement was because I thought that I wanted to push medical freedom. And then I realized that's not what that was. And we are not protecting all the lives because only some lives matter. And... So I just stopped buying that. And that's when I kind of just turned and started doing my own research. And I think really the hardest thing to break was the pro-choice because they really just wrap your mind around that like you're a woman and you now don't have sexual freedom because you can't get an abortion because you don't have the right to murder. So now you don't have medical freedom. That's what they tell you. And it was so ingrained in my brain that that was the hardest thing to undo out of every lie that I was sold. It really took a while. And I did a podcast with Deanna. Oh my gosh. Um, I'll have to link it below, but uh, when girls gone right first started Deanna for chalker, I'm going to mispronounce her last name, but she was on, or she, she had the big podcast with Glenn Beck called the Cinderella story where she got an abortion when she was like, she was very young and she got her dream job as Cinderella at Disney World. And then she ended up getting pregnant and she had to make a choice. Like if I'm pregnant, I can't be Cinderella anymore because they're not going to want a pregnant Cinderella. So she got an abortion and she suffered depression after it. She still had postpartum depression. She now had to cope with the loss of aborting a child and then I think it came, this all story, this story came back up because Planned Parenthood, like a few years ago, tweeted that princesses would get an abortion and something like that. Even princesses get an abortion, like some really lame tweet. And Dina commented below stating her story and that she did. And it was the biggest regret of her life. And it kind of blew up and Glenn Beck had her on and she shared her story. And it was just so moving to hear her perspective and how it changed her life. And she is such a pro life advocate now. And it was just amazing to see like she changed and if she can do it. I well, I like after hearing her story, like I was emotionally wrecked. I completely understood the lies that she was sold, that it was medical freedom 
and it's a lie and hearing it from her I'm like that's how I feel like I felt like I was lied to and like I don't know like it's hard to un kind of rewire your brain but that was an amazing story and I'm so thankful that I got to be connected with her and interview her and it was an amazing interview I'll link that below but that that was like the biggest thing that I had to overcome and it and now I'm like I said 100% pro-life now okay last question what are your future plans for the direction of the channel and what do you want girls gone right to become so I think overall I want it to become what it started as it started as a women's group and it was just there was no YouTube channel it was just girls meeting up once a month to go get a glass of wine or go get coffee and there was like a lot of girls that showed up and it just made me feel less alone. And I was able to have these conversations and hear from other women and not feel hated because on social media, especially during COVID, I felt really hated for my beliefs. And then it started to turn into a podcast where I interviewed Jason Miller, the CEO of Getter. And then I interviewed a widow who lost her husband to complications of the COVID vaccine. I got to be a platform for that. And I think that's really what I want to do is be able to give women a platform to speak on to help spread information and educate so they can speak on certain subjects and feel like they're properly equipped to go out there and fight this culture war because I felt like I didn't have that like I know you have like now I don't think that there was a turning point on my campus but I would love to be able to be have like be more into the advocacy um, and maybe like a nonprofit and just really help give women a voice because statistically there are less women in politics than there are men. And that's just statistics. Uh, so I just think that that's something that I really want to give back to. And also just like looking back at my life in college, I was, I felt like I was indoctrinated. I felt like I was being brainwashed by my professors and their beliefs and everyone else's beliefs. It was also liberal and I was just being fed these lies. And I wish at that time I had something else. I don't think that we had turning point on the campus at that point. So I wish that there was just a group, like, especially as a girl, like that did not know and much politics in college, I wouldn't know what to do if I walked into a room and there was like mostly guys talking about politics. Like I would just feel like I don't want to be involved in that conversation. Cause like, what do I have to add? They're probably going to outspeak me or know more than me, but I would love to just start like a woman's focused group. And especially with shooting guns, I think that's like when I go to the range, there's always all guys there. I don't see a lot of girls, if any, so I think that is like a great platform is to just be able to empower other women to get involved because women are freaking badass and mama bears are tough. And if a woman wants something, she's going to go out there and get it. And women are loud, guys. I'm a woman. I'm loud. I talk a lot. So girls are chatty, right? Like that's how girls work. So like imagine if all of us just like had all this information and we were able to talk about something so important. So I think that's the main goal of Girls Gone Right is to really just empower everyone and spread information not misinformation and use that as a platform and i think that's especially going to be crucial in 2024 because that's when shit hits the fan um and it's gonna get wild so i'm going to hopefully be able to just use this platform to you know spread education and also do more interviews that's how girls gone right started was an interview on the rss feed just interviewing people so hopefully i can get back into that and just interviewing more people especially as the election comes so i can actually spread the information and talking points so that was the q a thank you guys for leaving those and just always commenting 
I, there's so much conversation going on in the comment section and it's so nice to like see this community that is being built. If you are not yet subscribed to this channel, make sure that you subscribe because anytime that I actually post something on the community post, which I do frequently, cause I love talking to you guys, you'll get a notification for that. Anytime I post a video, you'll get a notification comment below. If you guys have any ideas for content episodes, let me know in the comments. And what is your guys favorite gun? Like concealed carry? What is your daily carry? Let me know in the comments. I would love to hear from you guys. And thank you guys for watching Girls Gone Right.